Joseph Glidden and Barb Wire Fencing from The Prairie Farmer, a weekly journal for the farm, orchard, and fireside. Volume 56, number 1, January 5, 1884, by Anonymous. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Joseph F. Glidden, The Barb Wire Industry, Some Facts in Its Early History Not Generally Known, Its Growth. Joseph Farwell Glidden, the father of the barb wire business of this country, is now a hale and hearty man of 71. He was born at Charleston, New Hampshire. When about one year old, the family came west to Clarendon, Orleans County, New York, and engaged in farming. The young lad, besides mastering the usual branches taught in the common schools, gave some time to the higher mathematics and Latin, intending to take a college course, an idea that he finally abandoned. He taught in the district schools for a few terms. In 1842, he came to Illinois and purchased a quarter section of land a mile west of what is now the site of the pleasant and prosperous town of DeKalb. With the exception of three years, his life since then has been passed upon this farm and at DeKalb. He has from time to time added to his homestead, his farm now embracing 800 acres. His land is under excellent cultivation, a considerable portion of it having been thoroughly tiled and his farm buildings are first class. Mr. Glidden has been twice married. Two children were born of the first union, both dying in infancy. By his second marriage, he has one daughter, now the wife of a Chicago merchant. Mr. Glidden has held several local offices of trust and honor and enjoys in a marked degree the esteem and confidence of the citizens of his neighborhood and county. The rapid accumulation of property of late years, through his barb wire patents and business, give him the means to gratify his feelings of public spirit, and in consequence the town of DeKalb has benefited greatly at his hands. Its leading hotel and many other buildings are the work of his enterprise. Mr. Glidden has never lost the simple manners of the farm. He is unostentatious quiet, genial, and at his hotel makes everybody feel as much at home as though enjoying the hospitalities of his private house. His kindly, firm, and intelligent face is well shown in the accompanying portrait, though, as is usually the case, the hand of the artist has touched his features more lightly than has the hand of time. Few names are now more widely known among the landholders of the country than that of Joseph F. Glidden, the unpretending gentleman whose life we have briefly sketched. It was his fortune to seize upon an idea and push it to development, which has not only given him fame and fortune, but which has enriched many others and saved many millions of dollars to the farmers of America. He has not only founded a mammoth industry, but he has revolutionized an economic system of the world. 
by his ingenuity and perseverance the fencing system of a pastoral continent has been reduced to a minimum of expense and simplicity not that he individually has accomplished all this but as the patentee of the first really successful barb wire fence he laid the solid foundation for it all the first application for a patent for the glidden barb was filed october twenty seventh eighteen seventy three for some weeks previous to this date mr glidden had had in his mind the idea of a barb of wire twisted about the main wire of the fence leaving two projecting points on opposite sides he made some of these by hand with the aid of pinchers and hammer he strung two wires between two trees and twisted them together with a stick placed between them a pair of cutting nippers was the next addition to his kit of tools his next means for twisting the two wires together was the grindstone attaching one end of the wire to shaft and crank the others being fastened to the wall of the barn and here as in most things great and small in this world woman furnished the motor power the strong arm of the good helpmeet mrs glidden turned the grindstone that twisted the first wire that made the first glidden barb fence that kept stock at bay in illinois or the world then followed a device for twisting and barbing and the application of horsepower business expanded and steam took the place of the horse and inventive genius modified and improved the entire machinery it being estimated that at least the sum of one million dollars has been expended in bringing the machinery for barb wire making to its present state of perfection at about the same time that mr glidden was wrestling with his ideas and devices mr i l elwood was experimenting to accomplish a like result with a thin band of metal the barbs cut and curved outward from the strip in the meantime mr glidden had put up a few rods of his hand-made barb wire along the roadside at his farm and here again the good genius of woman enters upon the scene one sunday mr elwood and his wife were driving along this road and attracted by the wire fence stopped to examine it mrs elwood much to the chagrin of her husband remarked this seems to me a better device than your own don't it to you it did not then for the remark disappointed and angered him but it set him to thinking and before the next morning he was of the same opinion the two men meeting the next day it did not take long to compromise and unite mr elwood dropped his own plans and accepted a half interest in the glidden patents and assumed the management of the business end of the concern in which position he developed ability and tact possessed by few businessmen in this country the barb wire fence met an unexpected and general demand we know of few things like it in the history of manufactures from this small beginning scarce ten years ago 
more than 50 large establishments are now turning out this wire to meet an ever insatiate demand. The establishment of I. L. Elwood making the Glidden wire at DeKalb is the most complete and extensive of them all. The building is 800 feet in length and is supplied with about 200 machines for twisting and barbing the wire. It gives, when running full force, employment to about 400 men and turns out a carload of wire each hour for 10 hours per day on an average, though this amount is considerably increased at certain times of the year. These figures, though not given us by Mr. Elwood, we are satisfied do not overstate the production of this one factory. The progress of the barb wire industry of the whole country is shown by the following record of the past nine seasons. In 1874, there were 10,000 pounds made and sold. In 1875, there were 600,000 pounds made and sold. 1876, there were 2,840,000 pounds made and sold. 1877, there were 12,863,000 pounds made and sold. 1878, there were 26,655,000 pounds made and sold. 1879, there were 50,337,000 pounds made and sold. 1880, there were 80,500,000 pounds made and sold. 1881, there were 120,000,000 pounds made and sold. 1882, there were about 180,000,000 pounds. The record for 1883 is not yet made up, but will probably show a corresponding increase. In 1876, Mr. Glidden disposed of his half-interest in the concern of Glidden and Elwood to the Washburn and Moen Wire Manufacturing Company of Massachusetts, receiving, therefore, $60,000 in cash and a royalty on the future goods manufactured, Mr. Elwood retaining his interest. The new concern began the purchase of prior unused and conflicting patents, involving itself in extensive litigation, but sustained by the courts soon gained control of almost the entire barb wire business of the country. Nearly all wire making companies are now running under license from the parent concern. The following is a list of the licensees of last year. Pittsburgh Hinge Company Limited, Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania. H.B. Scutt & Company, Buffalo, New York, Hawkeye Steel Barb Fence Company, Burlington, Iowa, James Ayers & Alexander C. Decker, Bushnell, Illinois, Indiana Wire Fence Company, Crawfordsville, Indiana, Cedar Rapids Barb Wire Company, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, Cincinnati Barb Wire Fence Company, Cincinnati, Ohio, Cleveland Barb Fence Company, Cleveland, Ohio, Ohio Steel Barb Fence Company, 
Cleveland, Ohio. Edwin A. Beers and Company, Chicago, Illinois. Crandall Manufacturing Company, Chicago, Illinois. Chicago Galvanized Wire Fence Company, Chicago, Illinois. Lyman Manufacturing Company, Chicago, Illinois. Daniel S. Marsh, Chicago, Illinois. Oscar F. Moore, Chicago, Illinois. National Wire Company, Chicago, Illinois. Herman E. Schnabel, Chicago, Illinois. Aaron K. Stiles and John W. Calkins, Chicago, Illinois. Thorne Wire Hedge Company, Chicago, Illinois. Baker Manufacturing Company, Des Moines, Iowa. Superior Barbed Wire Company, DeKalb, Illinois. Jacob Hache, DeKalb, Illinois. Frentress Barbed Wire Fence Company, East Dubuque, Illinois. Grinnell Manufacturing Company, Grinnell, Iowa. Janesville Barb Wire Company, Janesville, Wisconsin. Iowa Barb Wire Company, Johnstown, Pennsylvania. William J. Adam, Joliet, Illinois. Lock Stitch Fence Company, Joliet, Illinois. Lambert and Bishop Wire Fence Company, Joliet, Illinois. Alfred Van Fleet and A. H. Schreffler, Joliet, Illinois. David G. Wells, Joliet, Illinois. Southwestern Barb Wire Company, Lawrence, Kansas. Arthur H. Dale, Leland, Illinois. Union Barb Wire Company, Lee, Illinois. Lockport Wire Fence Company, Lockport, Illinois. Norton and DeWitt, Lockport, Illinois. Iowa Barb Steel Wire Fence Company, Marshalltown, Iowa. Omaha Barb Wire Company, Omaha, Nebraska. H.B. Scott and Company Limited, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Missouri Wire Fence Company, St. Louis, Missouri. St. Louis Wire Fence Company, St. Louis, Missouri. J.H. Lawrence and Company, Sterling, Illinois. Northwestern Barb Wire Company, Sterling, Illinois. Novelty Manufacturing Company, Sterling, Illinois. Sandwich Enterprise Company, Sandwich, Illinois. Robinson and Halliday, San Francisco, California. The Hazard Manufacturing Company, Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. Worcester Barb Fence Company, Worcester, Massachusetts. When Glidden and Elwood first began the sale of the Glidden Fence, which was confined to the vicinity of DeKalb, they received 25 cents per pound for the barbed wire. Since then, as production has increased and the facilities for manufacturing have been multiplied and perfected, the price has gradually dropped. Until now, a farm can be well fenced for 45 cents or less per rod, and to the incalculable advantage of the country, over fencing by posts and boards, hedges or rails, as anyone may see by a simple dollar and cent comparison of materials at his own door. Barb Wire has done much for the city of DeKalb. 
it has built its fine business blocks and residences, and it has peopled it with industrious, thrifty citizens. It has made a home market for many of the products of the country round about. It should give a new name, Barb City, to the bustling, busy town. There are three concerns now making Barb wire at this point. The one spoken of is the largest. Next is that of Jacob Haish, an extensive establishment, turning out an excellent wire. And the superior, run by Mr. Hiram Elwood, Mr. Glidden having a considerable interest in it. Mr. I. L. Elwood is the owner of some 2,600 acres of land in the vicinity of DeKalb. Much of this land is naturally low and wet. The proprietor, with his accustomed energy and intelligence, has set vigorously to work to reclaim it. To this end, he has already laid 80 miles of tile. He, last year, expended nearly $15,000 in this work. His poorest land is rapidly becoming his most productive. Mr. Elwood has also turned his attention somewhat to horse breeding, and he is now the owner of a fine stud of draft horses, the equal of many better-known establishments of the kind in the state. Of his drainage operations, we hope to speak more in detail in a future number. Mr. Glidden told the writer that his first trial of his fence with stock was not undertaken without some misgivings. But he thought to himself, it will stop them at any rate, whether it kills them or not. So he took down an old board fence from one side of his barnyard, and towards night, when his stock came up, turned them into the yard as usual. The first animal to investigate the almost invisible barrier to freedom was a strong, heavy-grade Durham cow. She walked along beside the wires for a little, put her nose out, and touched a barb, withdrew it, and took a walk around the yard, approached the wires again, and gave the barbs a lap with her tongue. This settled the matter, and she retired, convinced that the new-fangled fence was a success. Barb wire is now sent from this country to Mexico, South America, and Australia. It is also being manufactured in England under American auspices. Mr. Glidden, associating with himself a Mr. Sanborn, a young man of push and enterprise, has opened up an extensive cattle ranch in Potter and Randall Counties, Texas. They have fenced with wire a tract 30 miles long by about 15 miles broad, and have now upon it 14,000 head of cattle. Two twisted number 11 wires were used for this fence, and the posts are the best that could be procured. The wire was taken 200 miles on wagons. The total cost of the completed fence was about $36,000. Messrs. Glidden and Elwood put up the first barbed wire ever used by a railway company, the Northwestern. So great was the caution of the company that the manufacturers built it themselves, agreeing to remove it if it proved unsatisfactory. 
The railway folks feared it would injure stock, the damages for which they would be forced to pay. It is needless to say that the fence was not removed. More than 100 railway companies are now using the Glidden wire, and it stretches along many thousands of miles of track. End of Joseph Glidden and Barb Wire Fencing From The Prairie Farmer A Weekly Journal for the Farm, Orchard, and Fireside Volume 56, Number 1 January 5, 1884 By Anonymous Read for LibriVox by Sue Anderson